And so, um, Alex, your uh, your fitness journey uh, really kind of just fell through my um, TikTok algorithm. Uh, however, that works. That's that's one area I can't still figure out. But um, you know, I, I think you kind of you kind of came through. Um, my side, just a real kind of open, honest book when it uh, came to running. And so first, you know, I, I want to, one, thank you for doing this. And uh, two, kind of talk about, uh, you know, where, where you live and where you're from. Yeah, for sure. First, I mean, thanks for having me. Um, it, I, you know, really just try to figure out this TikTok algorithm thing myself. <laughs> we could probably go on for hours about, you know, what seems to work, what doesn't seem to work. It's, it's crazy on the platform. And, you know, I, I've noticed recently, actually, this is funny that you bring it up is just that like, I feel like TikTok's been, um, the, the run talk community has been struggling everybody um, recently with engagement. So um, that could be something we dive into deeper, but yeah, uh, I'm from, New Jersey, originally born and raised, spent the first, uh, you know, 18 years of my life in New Jersey, whether it be at home or at boarding school. And then I went down to Richmond, Virginia for a while for college and then came back to New Jersey during the pandemic. So um, just made my way back up to Bo- or up to Boston now. So I've kind of been all over the place, but uh, New Jersey is home. And uh, that's kind of where I began this running journey. So what do you do for a living? Uh, so I work in the online casino industry. Okay. Uh, I I am in the online side of things where I help, I bring communities together, I'll say. Um, you know, I love what I do, but I love making content more. So we'll, uh, we'll I love doing both things. It's really awesome. Killer. So um, one of the other things that drew me to you, I had like your... Um... I don't even want to call it a connection, but this, um, you, you throw out like this donut thing every so often and it is such a kryptonite of mine too. And then part of your content, which is so awesome is the, uh, the, the big dude approved thing. Um, so I, I started running, uh, quite a bit, probably five years ago. And then in 19 started to get a little bit more serious with it. The pandemic really shut everything down and, um, just prior to the pandemic, I had a daughter and I just kind of went on this, um, journey to, to really enhance my, uh, my running game. And so I kind of wanted to talk, um, a little bit about e- your journey. Cause I know you have the, the New York city marathon coming up, right? Yep. Yeah. A couple of weeks. Yeah. So I know, I know you've shared this before, uh, on just your own content. Um, but what kind of got you, uh, what got you into running uh, prior to prior and prior to that? Did you do anything, you know, with athletics and running prior to that? Yeah, I mean, so this is probably my fifth iteration into trying to become in I put this in quotes a runner. Um, so my whole life growing up, I played baseball, hockey all year long. Running was always a punishment. It was never something that I did for fun. Um, and then in high school, I tried to get into it for fun because I had some friends on the cross country team. One of my co-captains on the baseball team was on co-captain on the cross country team as well. So he tried to get me into running. And then when I went to college, I played college baseball for a few years, tried to get into running since I kept failing our fitness test. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, I need to become faster and run further, but I just kept failing that stupid running fitness test. 
And then I got hurt. I tore up my shoulder a couple times in college and called it quits for baseball. So then that was the first time I was like, you know what, I'm going to start running just every day and trying to become, you know, a runner. And at the time, I mean, five, five, six miles was like, oh my God, this is the longest run I think I possibly humanly could go for. So after, after that, I got hurt again. I tore up my shoulder again, tried to become a runner again, and just went back and forth. And then the pandemic hit, and I got the furthest thing away from a runner. I became the most unhealthy I've ever been in my life. And then I go to the 2022 New York City Marathon, and I get inspired. And I'm like, you know what? It's time to start trying to run again. And from that day, November 6th on till today, I've ran many, many days, over a 1,000 miles now. And it's changed my life forever. And then, like you said, I mean, doing things like going, eating donuts on runs, trying to find ways to make it more fun has really been, you know, what keeps me going. Because at the end of the day, running to me is never something that I'm going to do for like competition in the sense that, you know, I'm never going to go try and win a marathon. I'm never going to go try and, you know, break any land speed records or anything like that. I'm just out there having a blast, enjoying the miles and you know, I think at the end of the day, as long as I keep it that way in my head, it'll stay enjoyable, fun, and the content will stay fun and enjoyable. What, so then with the um, uh, with your content, you're very. It seems like you're you're you're, you're very open, which is which is honest. You know, there's I think a ton of content creators out there that really don't give a lot of realism. Um, to what they're doing it seems like and, and correct me if i'm wrong you're just it's it's very kind of bare bones you're you're just kind of holding your phone up um hit record and just letting your letting your brain talk and it's this i think a real true um real true content creation but really centered around a good amount of positivity um and it's also i'm a larger dude myself and there's some self-consciousness that I think everybody has, especially if you're a big dude trying to record yourself, let alone record yourself running, let alone record yourself with, with, with your shirt off. Um, did any of this, was this just in your personality that was, that you were comfortable kind of just putting yourself out there like that? Or did this come with kind of adding it to your journey? Yeah. Um, so I've got two things for that. Uh, the hack to this all, not really a hack, I used to do social media for a living when I first got out of college. I was doing vlogs and uh, podcasting and putting myself out there a good amount. Um, I was working in professional lacrosse at the time for um, a small lacrosse brand, plus a couple of the leagues. I would go to their events and do stuff for them. So I was on camera a lot. I was used to holding the camera up and talking to the camera. However, that was a lot different. I was very fake. I was very just, I was very, uh, I guess you would say influencer-y. I would say all the things to, you know, appeal to the brand that I was working for, as well as the audience that I was working for. It was never a true feeling. So I got very comfortable with the recording yourself in public thing at a, at a young age there, right out of college. Um, and at the same time, I really battled with it internally, not being truthful. It was like a fake persona that I was putting out there for multiple years. I mean, had anyone in the lacrosse industry known that I had played college baseball, I would have been, you know, <laughs> shunned for a while because the, the two things just, they, they, it's oil and water. They don't, they don't mix. Uh, so 
I was doing that. And as, as soon as I left that job for what I do now, I was like, I'm never making content again. The social media thing is draining. It's hard. I hate my fake personality. And then one night I was out on a run and I was like, you know what? I don't see anyone else like me doing what I know I could do on social media, especially with running. Like I, I want to do that. And I, I, mi I missed doing creative things. I missed the side of editing videos, editing podcasts, talking to people, doing things like this. Um, so I was like, this time I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it right. I'm going to be authentic. I'm literally what you said, just going to hit record. So what my videos are essentially when I'm on a run are the same thoughts that so many people have. I'm just putting them on video. <laughs> like, I think that, I think that we all go through, you know, the trials and tribulations of running the same way. Like we all have negative thoughts. We all have positive thoughts. We all try and coach ourselves through the miles. I'm just sitting record and like trying to be a little bit funny about it. And then, you know, all the other stuff happens. Uh, you know, none of it's done for video, like eating donuts on camera. I would do that anyway, because at the end of the day, I think I'm subconsciously just preparing myself for ultra marathon. So I'm like, I got to be ready to eat hard food when I do that. And so it would all be done anyway. I was eating donuts when I ran before I started recording. So that's, it's definitely about being authentic and then things like the big due to proof series. I mean, there's, there's things that I can do in content then to like actually help, um, which is something I didn't get to do before. I wasn't actually benefiting anyone. I was just trying to tell fake stories in lacrosse when now I have an actual platform that I can come on and be like, guys, don't waste your money on, you know, so-and-so's brand because it's not going to fit you if you are a big dude or go support this awesome other brand because it will fit you and it's going to fit you true to size. I think that's the stuff that we were missing in this community. It's really awesome that I'm able to help, you know, put the content out there to point people in the right direction. And then also in, like help other people do the same type of thing. I mean, I had someone message me the other day and they were like, does it ever make you upset that like, you're seeing more big dudes now record themselves on TikTok? I'm like, absolutely not. I think the more of us, the better we're building a community. That's, that's what I want to see. I mean, if someone, you know, does the same thing as me. I would never be upset about it. I think that that's great. I think that that's, that's what we need. There's like 10,000 shoe reviewers on YouTube. So there's not, you know, there could be 10,000 big dude approved videos. I don't care. How about it? Yeah, that's, um, you, you know, I, and I think that can be so much of a, a deterrent for um, really, because it, it, it's different. You're not going into a golden corral in your, um, you know, in your review videos and like that's like everything that you're doing at the end of the day is still centered around enhancing your cardio and a long-term goal to just get better one as a runner but two just probably get, getting yourself better mentally and physically all around and, and weaving some comedy back in there is that one thing that you want to do is do an ultra yeah yeah i want to get into ultras actually um i guess uh, here's some breaking news for you man you can you can be the first one to hear it i signed up I signed up for my first ultra. It's going to be in December of this year. Um, now, granted, technically it could not be an ultra too. It's a looper. So it's a 12 hour looper. Okay. Um, the anticipation is that I go more than 26.2 miles, but I think it's a good place to get a lot of time on feet and kind of break into the world a little bit. And then I have my eye on a true either 50k or 50 miler in March. So 
that is that is the the pathway I want to take. That so uh, uh, a fifty. So a fifty k has been my longest run um, to date, and it was uh, one minor thing I, I overlooked was the elevation gain and mm-hmm. where. Um, so I'm in Michigan, and um, in the Upper Peninsula, uh, just. If you Google the Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore, it's this you know beautiful, uh, beautiful element of the UP, and just beyond that is a island called Grand Island, and it's it's not for the faint of heart. It's definitely a, a very outdoorsy um, area of the UP, and this is where this run took place, and this 50k was, um. I prepared for it, but man, did it suck. I mean, and it was, it was a, a 50 K trail run that just took you up and down. I mean, it, it was nuts. And I got to this fork in the road at the very end and it was like, go left, finish in, um, two miles and you'll get a full marathon in or go right. And you, you'll still have what this seven you know seven or eight miles left to do so and there was nobody at that fork in the road and i'm like man just just come on please just i should just go left there's nothing wrong with doing a a a 26.2 like you know um trail run and i went right and i did the i did the 50k and i was you know texting my wife as, as i was like limping the last like two to three miles like you take the later ferry to come over here. I'm going to be another, I'm going to be another hour, but it was the most like accomplishing thing um, I've done. So I'm super pumped that you're doing an ultra man. Um, it's one of those elements with myself too, that I want to keep, um, keep growing and, and, and keep getting better. What do you think is, and I have my own thoughts, very positive thoughts, but what it, what has been your reception and perception of like the running community on social media? So I think that that's why I'm so uh, attracted to ultras. Um, I've been very well embraced by people who run ultras. Um, so many, so many, so many people have DM me and been like, dude, you got to get into ultras. Like, please come to our ultra. Like it's a 50 K and like, it's a ton of fun. And like, we'll eat food, we'll eat donuts. We'll go 15 minutes per mile, you know, that type of thing um where i think that the road marathon community online gets glamorized a lot um i i've said this you know for a while now i think that i think that's kind of where the inspiration between my instagram versus tiktok videos comes from right where it's like there's all these people that really make marathon training even half marathon training far too sexy because there's nothing sexy about it. If I'm being totally honest, you know, you miss out on a lot of things that, you know, people not training for a marathon or ultra or half marathon do um, because they will go and run their 18 miles on a Saturday morning, be done by 6am and then go have the rest of their day. Where for me, if I go do 18 miles, I'm not getting home until noon and I'm dead for two days. So it's like, there's a lot of things that are glamorized about it. And I think that that's where I really am happy about the place I'm in because I'm able to show kind of not so sexy things as much as possible. Like there, there's going to be times where this sucks. Like there, there, I have a good friend and 
you know, he is, I was talking about it yesterday because he ran Chicago yesterday, hit his goal time. He literally stayed on pace the entire race. I kept updating the app and it was like at all times he ran his like 654 mile that it was, was his goal for 24 miles. Holy it's like shit. spot on. And I'm like, so like this guy can just go into robot mode where it just like the whole training, every run, yeah. same way. Just he sees the pace he needs to go, locks it in and just stays at it. Like there are people that can do that and it's awesome that they can i just think that like sometimes putting that agenda into other people is really rough because like you know not everybody's gonna do i'm not gonna do that i mean there's there's times on like a 16 mile run where i'm going 10 minute pace there's times where i'm going 12 30 pace like it goes up and down it fluctuates it's insane and so i think that the running community is a beautiful place as long as we allow it to be a beautiful place. I think that sometimes we glamorize things. I think sometimes that we, we sometimes make uh, people feel smaller than they should. Um, and I think that that's bad, but I think we're working towards, you know, getting rid of that. So, you know, I mean, I hate to be like the 5 millionth person to say it, but it's like the tracksmith thing from this week. Like it was, it was a horrible post. It was, you know, really not well worded and it caused an up rise and you know people speaking out about it but like it still happens and it's going to keep happening you know there's going to be people that just don't have feel for the rest of the community and it's fine just you know understand that you're getting into that and try and find the side of you know the community that you do feel like you fit in with it's one of those areas with like guys like Andy um, Glaze mm-hmm. that I think is just he, I, he was the last guy that I had um, on the podcast, and that guy's like just looking at his Strava and seeing the runs that he does, and like you see, he's like super highly ranked in the world on Strava, putting in like hundreds of miles per month, and you're looking at his pace. And this is why I think it attracted me so much to him. He he'll do these long long runs, short runs, doesn't matter. But his pace is crazy. Like what to a roadrunner would be considered crazy high. He's he's consistently pacing between like ten and a half, eleven, twelve, thirteen minutes per mile. And to me, that like that is such a relief to see someone like that who can who. Right now, I think he's training or doing like the Moab 240, but mm-hmm. he's pacing at something that can be extremely comfortable and um, non-intimidating to someone that just wants to get into running. And that's one of the biggest messages that I took just just from looking at his pacing is like if this cat is comfortable and fine doing just a pace that he likes and he's comfortable with, then like hell that that there's no reason I need to like try to prove to anyone else that like I'm going to run faster to make myself look better as a runner when really I just want to run to enjoy it and if I'm not enjoying it then what the hell's the point of it I'll just do something else that um is there so I think it's a really cool thing about the running and like you were saying the ultra community is just this and I would agree with you this this brand of people that are they're 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 built different, but I think their attitude is just different. And I think it might maybe it's because you have to suffer and you have to just suffer through the suck of the run. And if you're gonna commit yourself to do it, man, they're gonna 
they're going to help you out like along the way. I haven't talked to an one ultra runner that that that's an asshole. Yep. I mean, I've only ran into one. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was some guy, you know, I mean, the classic, at least he wasn't a troll. He was just some guy who's like, dude, I've ran so many ultras and this is just not true fat people actually shame skinny people more and i was like oh okay, whatever dude get like out. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like okay you can have your opinion you, you know you've ran a few ultras that's doomed um but yeah dude I've, I've only that's the only negative interaction i've ever had with someone from the ultra community meanwhile i mean the people in my dms that are all trolls or just anonymous or whatever that are road runners who tell me i'm like walking and stuff i'm like okay like that's fine i'll i'll walk that's I'm, i'll walk all day and yeah. like, dude you're so right too like and a lot of people come to me and they're like hey he's like I, I didn't realize that like it was it was this big of a controversy for some people but like that i'll have people dming me and saying like hey is it okay that i run 12 13 million miles i'm like absolutely dude literally go look at and like i always direct them to andy's trauma like, go look at Andy Strava. He runs over 100 miles a week, sometimes 200 miles a week, and it's all within 12 and 13 minutes miles. Like, this is this guy's a badass. He's the baller that, you know, we all dream of being. He does it at that pace. Right. He, he does it at that pace. And, like, I, I'm, I'm all, like, I'm also what, like, you would consider, like, a piece of shit. And so when I... Like I'll get like I'll look at my watch and I'm like, dude, it won't if if I don't get to an even number, like you know, I had these weird parts of my brain that start to come through, and they're like, well, the run, you know, the the run won't really matter because uh, you know you, you you went, you know, it was you know a, a, a three mile and you know six three point six seven mile run. And it's not going to matter because you didn't hit five or you didn't hit four or you have to run a little bit further to, um, to make it four. And you know, and it's all just the BS that I have in my like the BS that I have in my own head. And then, and I know we're really pumping up Andy, and but but I take so much. He deserves it. He deserves (laughs) it exactly. He deserves it. Like the guys, just like you know, like he he'll run, he'll end the run. The number's the number. The pace is the pace, and he just continues on and i you know i i fight like i fight those demons all the time and my consumerism you know is is also alive and well with me in me too if you know i have something like i'll see something a product a widget um a pair of shoes and i'm like oh shit like i if i just get those then i'm gonna hit this elite status when Either my training plan hasn't gotten better, my mileage haven't gotten longer, um, and I'm not just putting in the time. And I have like these these periods where I just have to like shut that down and just mm-hmm. commit to the run. And this this one pair of shoes worn by the record holder of of, of Chicago's marathon is not going to translate to me suddenly running a sub three marathon. Uh, at the end of the day and so anyway i could talk about and pump up andy um all day long the guy's just a beast right um he is you know anybody so humble too so humble like you know this guy mm-hmm. he is getting contacted by everyone and everybody under the planet and then you sh- i shot him one dm and without question 
he he jumped on board to do the podcast when he's got you know probably a a a, a million other things that he could be um lining up with um but so kind of, I, I kind of brought up you know gears and widgets so uh what 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 do you wear for daily trainers and what are you going to wear for uh the the new york city marathon yeah uh daily trainers are all over the place man this this um this lifestyle that i'm living now where i'm getting shoes fairly consistently from brands is pretty nuts um it's a blessing it really is i'm so so lucky so how did that um, well, i guess we'll pause there how, how did that work out now did you reach out to them or did they just find your content and were wanting to wanting to team up so they've all reached out to me um the only companies i've ever reached out to were garmin and Coros. <laughs> okay. uh, and that was that was last week to see if they would send me one and neither company did so um <laughs> I'm 0 for 2 when reaching out. But no, uh, my biggest piece of advice, this is the number one thing anyone has ever taught me, and it was someone who works in marketing for a big brand. Put your email address in your bio. Make it the first thing that people see when like when a company looks at your profile because that is how they want to contact you. Um, that is how you're going to get your contact. The day that I put my email address in my bio was the first day I started getting emails fairly consistently from both brands and people and they just realized it was the best way to communicate with me. And it's the fastest way to communicate with me, to be honest. Um, Cause I try to avoid my DMS. They're truly like a just crazy madhouse. Sure. But um, yeah. And then a brand will reach out and oftentimes it's like, Hey, can we just send you this just for you to try out, get some feedback on um, some brands are going to say, you know, uh, can we send you these and can you make a video of it? That's when it gets a little sticky, you know, depending on the brand. And then also like uh, one of the things is that, you know, after you hit a certain following, you know, you have to obviously start marketing yourself and making sure that you understand your own value. Well, how much is your video worth? How much is your reach worth? Um, and you have to start saying like, Hey, I'm not going to make a video about this without you paying me actual money. Um, but you know, I'll be upfront. Like if you want to pay, I will definitely make a video. Or if you just send, if you just send the product, like I'll wear it. I won't necessarily ever put it on social media, but I'll have it. Um, so that was a tough transition at first. Um, you know, I'm not one to, uh, I, for, I had to battle this thing at first cause I thought I sounded incredibly greedy. Um, you know, pay me to do this, but then, you know, you talk to other people and you're like, no, like this is, Part, this is a part-time job now for you. Like you have, you should be getting paid, you know, you're nine to five after your five to nine after your nine to five is what, what they call it. So it's like, you should be getting paid. And so you have to have that conversation with a brand. Um, and then of course, you know, there's the brands that reach out and you're just like, why is a beef jerky brand reaching out to me? I've never <laughs> once posted a single thing about beef jerky on my page or, you know, like, I had like a, a dispensary reach out to me the other day and I'm like, I don't really smoke weed ever. And I don't really feel like that really fits my narrative all too well. So, you know, sure. I'm good. <laughs> but uh, so back to the original question, yeah. uh, daily trainers, I've been wearing the SC trainer V2 a lot by New Balance. I've very much been enjoying that. Um I got the Ghost Max the other day, and I wore that for 10 miles. That was actually very enjoyable. I described it as the most boring shoe ever in the best way. 
because you can put it on and you just kind of don't think about it the whole time. You know, it's not going to be overly exciting, um, but it's also not going to bother you or hurt you. And, you know, that's kind of what we're all looking for. Um, and I, of course, love pretty much all ASIC shoes. I have the Nova Blast, the Nimbus, the Kayano, all in rotation pretty frequently. The Boston 12 by Adidas. So I've been wearing a lot of daily trainers. I've been, I change it up almost every day. But for New York City, I have pretty much settled in on the fact that I'm going to wear the Primex 2 Strong by Adidas. Um, I, I think I'm its biggest hype man right now. It's literally the best shoe I have ever worn. I think it's the best carbon-plated race day shoe for big, big dude-approved runners, uh, bigger, bigger runners in the world because it's not – it's not overly aggressive. I think that if you do run between, you know, nine minute miles and 12 minute miles, it will actually benefit you. And if you're on the heavier side, having the dual carbon plate uh, insert, whatever they are, um, it's like a springboard almost is very beneficial for us. Um, you know, I think that a lot of the lighter runners I talked to said they had to work too hard to like utilize those plates when with me, I'm going to compress them and, use them to its full potential. Um, I'm never one to say that, you know, uh, one shoe or another, and this is kind of funny that we we're just talking about it, um, that one shoe or the other will make you faster, but quite literally the Primex Strong, I like too. I couldn't run slower than a 10 minute mile the other night when I was running my tempo run because it just kept my legs going and fairly easy. So I described it as an e-bike. <laughs> like, you know, electric bikes are heavy, but once you get moving, you don't even notice the weight. That's the Primex too strong. So what else do you have? What, uh, what's your, um, you, you wear a uh, smartwatch for the, for the run? Yep. Yeah. So I just made a video about it. Actually, I just switched over to the Coros Vertex 2. Um, I'm loving it so far. I had the Apple Watch Ultra and it was driving me absolutely nuts because it would start and stop workouts. The sleeping metrics on it seemed very off. You know, just a bunch of little things that were just really pet peeves of mine. So I, I switched over to Coros, maybe got the Vertex 2, and I have not had a single issue with it yet. I really, really enjoy the interface, especially when running. Um, the biggest difference I... I've noticed is, you know, once I am running, it picks up on my actual at the moment pace a lot, a lot, like 10 times faster than the Apple watch, which is awesome. And then it just, uh, it's nice to have a watch that's not touch screen because I think that messed me up more than anything. Plus it's a dedicated running watch, which is nice. Not just an extension of the phone. So with New York, is you, what's your goal? Is it, is it don't die? Um, or, <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what, 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 what's going to, when you cross the finish line, what, uh, either what metrics or what's going to, how are you going to measure a successful run at the end, at the end of the day? I think the biggest success will just be getting to the starting line. I think that's the hardest part of this training is like, I went from not running a day of my life to saying, I'm going to start training for a marathon well not even saying i was going to train for a marathon but saying i'm going to do this next year less than a year ago um that's tough like no i don't think that i really had it in the cards to be able to do that that fast so i think getting the starting line is the number one success point number two and i've i've dabbled with this thought for six months now it's like well should i have a time goal 
if I do have a time goal, what should it be? Um, I really just want to have fun. Uh, so weighing all of these things, I've come up with an actual time goal and I should smash it like unbelievably, but my goal is to finish before the sun sets. And I did the, I did the math the other day. It gives me five hours and 53 minutes to finish and I should come in around 440. So that shouldn't be a problem. Knock on wood. Like that was my get some four, kind of four hours, 44 minutes was my one last week. Yep. That's exactly what I'm looking for. That's, you know, what is that? That's like right on 1030, right? 1030 pace. pace. Yep. 1030 pace. Yep. That's exactly what I'm looking for. I think that that would keep me very happy. Um, I think there's a couple components to it. First thing I'm going to accidentally run eight minute miles in there. Like the amount of energy that I pull from crowds and people and stuff like that, I just know is going to send me way too fast at times, which I'm prepared for, I think. Um, and then at the same time, I think that I'm going to, on the flip side, I'm going to slow down a ton because there will be people that, you know, stop me, want to share a beer, share a Big Mac. I don't know what's going on. Donuts, you know, any of the above. And I'm here for it. That was, so I think that was Detroit, man. Yeah. That was when I, I, so I ran, um, so uh, do you know, um, in Michigan, uh, Ann Arbor or no? Yep. Yeah, I do. All right. Played hockey there a lot. Okay. Yeah. So, so Ann Arbor had their marathon this year. Last year, I ran Chicago, and the year before that, I ran Detroit. And Detroit was so damn fun because you said beer, and my, um, my 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 eyes glazed over because there we went down like this uh this like uh, I call it like frat row with these tons of frat mm-hmm. houses. And all these dudes had nothing but beer and gels. And it was like the most glorious, like, like straight away. You're around this corner and there they are with like pitchers of beer and handing you like goo gels. I'm like, what heaven did I stumble upon to? It was phenomenal. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. That is what I'm looking forward to. So I'm sure there's going to be some shenanigans like that. So I think at the end of the day, just get in before the sun goes down and I take off, I should be in corral four, which takes off at 10 55 in the morning and the sun goes down at four forty-eight. So I think that, I think that that's doable. Um, I'm not terribly, uh, I'm not getting overworked, like worked up about it. Yeah. It's my first ever marathon, man. You know, I'm going to try and take it all in. It's the same marathon that inspired me to start running. So I'm, I'm just trying to, uh, soak it in enjoy with my family my friends the people that are coming out and then at the same time i mean it's just going to be a whole weekend i mean i'm going to be completely drained because i'm hosting this shakeout on friday um i'm going to another shakeout saturday morning so it's a whole whole event that you know no matter what what happens i'll be there and i'll be happy and as long as i cross that finish line i'll be even more happy Hell yeah, man. So uh, what was the registration like for New York? Was it a lottery or was it just first come first serve? How did it, how did it work for the re- registration? So I got super lucky actually. So of course I went into the lottery, like, you know, like yep. people do, uh, you got declined, but probably three months before I think we could even register for the lottery or the lottery picks came out. I can't remember. Um, I reached out to this company, Minding Your Mind, and I wrote an essay about, you know, the impact of 
mental health awareness and mental health in my own life and my battles with, you know, adversity as any, as most people do have in their lives. And they selected me as one of their 10 bibs. So I found out about that the day before the lottery. <laughs> um, so I, I was like, I need 24 hours just to like see. And they were totally cool. They, they anticipated everyone waiting to see what happened in the lottery. But um, I luckily, you know, not even as a backup plan, I was excited to run for them if I got selected, whether no matter what happened with the lottery. Um, so I guess, yes, technically backup plan, but also just as excited to do it and raise money for such an amazing foundation. So I am running for charity for Team Minding Your Mind. And they're, they're truly an amazing organization helping educate um, young kids on the importance of speaking out about your mental health and trying to break that stigma around, you know, talking it all in, not speaking out, being, battling these, you know, issues on your own. I mean, I can't tell you how many times my childhood where it's like, you know, I'm playing hockey and like, you know, you, you get upset about something, you, you know, you start having negative thoughts and it's just like, be a man, grow up, you know, do that. And then you look back and you're like, oh, okay, that was a mentality that I had in my life for so long. And it's why I used to blow up and yell and scream and have aggression issues because I never spoke about anything. Uh, so I think that they're doing a really, really amazing job helping kids understand that it's important to, you know, speak up, speak out. And um, at the same time, help, you know, young adults and actual adults uh, do the same thing because we live in a crazy world, man. And it's sometimes you just got to talk about it. Yeah, I think that's probably what is so um, uh, fa fascinating and um, really um, interesting about navigating social media. Because if, and I really wouldn't have learned this, you know, probably until, you know, this age, but to have kids right now that are going, it, it's so weird, like I said, I know I'm kind of rambling real quick, but you have social media on an adolescent scale where that's going to attribute to a lot of mental health issues trying to just navigate all the pressures that are enhanced with social media while at the same time seeing other elements of it you're obviously a creative guy being able to you know capture your own personal brand and take social media by the horns and use it to your advantage to not only send a really positive message, but also build your own personal brand um, with that. So to leverage all of that around some mental health support, especially with, with youth, I think is like a really important and very cool use of your platform, but also partnering with a company that does so much um, on that end as well that allows more freedom and more open communication to, um, you know, we say mental health, but also too, like being a kid, you know, especially in adolescence and a, a young guy with testosterone going through you and you're a teenager or, or, or you just turned 13 or what, you have a lot of crap that you're probably going through that without the, the, the avenue to say it out loud or have the freedom to speak it is, is, would be, is, is detrimental, and we're seeing that. So I think it's an awesome organization that you're pairing with, man. Absolutely, yeah. No, you said it perfectly. I mean, 
And it's, I, I mean, shit. I mean, even you were just talking about how, you know, you yourself want to, you know, go that extra 0.275 and you beat yourself up over it on your own runs. I mean, can you imagine being 13 years old again trying to, you know, navigate Strava or something like that or whatever, you know, the kids are using? I think social media is horrible. <laughs> I hate I hate that I turn to it for so much stuff, but I think that if you use it properly and use it positively, it can go a long way. Um, that's That's what I hope to do because, like, I've seen it get ugly, obviously. We all have. I think that we we allow ourselves to compare ourselves to one another. We allow ourselves to compare ourselves to celebrities. It's like this whole, you know, big black hole that we can fall down. So especially at a young age, it's, it's really something, uh, something close to heart. And I'm glad I can run for such an amazing organization. And to shift a little bit too, what, um, you're, you're, like I said, you, you have a, a, you're certainly a creative guy. You've had some experience in social media. Um, you know, I have a personal belief that every you know everybody is the CEO of their own brand, their own personal brand. You know, your your first and your last name is a is a trademark to you, and to if you can just develop the comfort of of hearing your you know for me, my own shitty voice on the radio or, or on, on a pair of headphones or seeing my face and being comfortable with my face and how I look on camera and develop the, 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 the free will to record yourself out there. It, could you speak a, a little bit on how that has translated? Um, I don't want to limit it to financial gain, but, but how has that opened up your world just in general for seeing what's available in your own personal branding? Yeah. I mean, I think there's something that that costs more than money and even, you know, you can't put a value on this and that's inspiring, inspiring people, inspiration, uh, helping people along their journey and creating their brand. Um, I get a, DM or two a day, probably that's like, Hey man, you inspired me to do this. There's no monetary value in the world that you can put on that. Genuinely from the first day that I got the first DM that was like, Hey, you inspired me to go for my run today. Hey, you inspired me to run shirtless today. You inspired me to stop for a donut today. Those are the messages that, you know, when you want to put a value on a brand, those are the messages that, you know, will up evaluation in a way that will never you can never put money on because what you're doing is helping somebody achieve a goal in their life and chase a dream and really grow that brand of their own they're they're ceoing their brand their brand now also grows in value and that is that is a value that you know i social media can be evil it can be bad but it can also be a beautiful thing like i said and when you have people reminding you that you're inspiring others and you know helping guide the the life of someone else or just like the things that they're doing in it it it's truly truly something special and you know you'll never be able to put a price on that because you only live one life so you uh you can only inspire for so long so do it while you can Perfect, man. All right. Well, 
we're going to close this out. What to close it out? One, what is your favorite donut and from where? Oh, I mean, it, I, I have two answers. So <laughs> favorite donut, if I'm just sitting around leisurely, is going to be a maple and bacon donut from Duck Donuts down in North Carolina uh, by the Outer Banks. There's something about it just unbelievable. It's like breakfast on a donut. But if I'm running a uh, Krispy Kreme hot and ready glazed donut, is the best donut you can possibly eat. Wonderful. And then on the other side of the spectrum, what is a piece of gear, clothing, um, uh, gadget, uh, sock that that has come your way that has really surprised you and you couldn't recommend more? Um, they're not even sponsoring me to say this, but Aftershocks. Um, Aftershocks headphones have changed my life because I think for so long I was just wearing AirPods and they would like fall out of my ears. I can throw those things on and just listen to stuff for hours, but um, there's got to be something better. Oh, dude, you know what I just got actually, and uh, it's actually saved me, is Squirrel's Nut Butter. Shout out to Squirrel's Nut Butter. (laughs) Really kind folks over there, and it changed my chafing forever. Um, I haven't chafed in two weeks, which is like a really long time for me. <laughs> um, I was under the impression that I was just going to have to try and callous my thighs. Um, <laughs> so I no longer have to do that. <laughs> I will say as a, as a big dude, seeing like a, a five inch running short inseam, I, I might as well just not even bother with that for the same reason, man. So squirrels, nut butter, huh? Squirrels, nut butter. I'm telling you. So, you know, what's funny is I must have like some kind of weird sweat. But once I sweat enough, my thighs actually don't chafe as badly because it's like natural lubricant. Lucky bastard. But for some, yeah, I know. But for some reason, the the five inch inseam is like just enough material between my thighs to create that chafe. But if I go down to the one inch inseam, it, it's perfect. I, they just rub together. Now, um, it's I'm showing a lot off. Like you're seeing the whole thigh. But I'll do I'll do that in the name of comfort. This was. I think the best way to end the podcast on sweaty thighs. So I agree. Um, sweaty thighs save lives. They couldn't be better. Well, uh, best of luck, man. Um, I'll be looking out for Are you going to post your bib number when you get it on uh, your social? Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be all over the place. So if you want to track me, <laughs> how about it? Killer, man. Awesome. Well, dude, I can't thank you enough, man. Uh, have a good one and uh, be safe out there. Awesome. Thank you. Take care and I look forward to it. Be good, brother.